T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Evan and Tiki on this very busy Tuesday in New York City. We'll get the latest on Yoshinabu Yamamoto coming up in a little bit. And some thoughts on the Giants and how what happened last night impacts them moving forward. But I read this report last night concerning the NFL that bothered me. And I assume it'll bother you, Tiki. I know it'll bother Sean, and I think it'll bother most of the audience. After deciding to play a regular season game in Sao Paulo next year, that's in Brazil, by the way, the NFL is now exploring a possible contest in Sao Paulo in week one of the 2024 season, according to NBC. Wait, this isn't a preseason game? No, no, no. A regular season game is being played in Brazil, and they're exploring doing it week one. Reported options are said to include a doubleheader on Thursday, September 5th. That's when the defending Super Bowl champions have traditionally kicked off the season at home. So one option is, let's do a doubleheader. Let's have the Brazil game. Let's have your traditional Super Bowl champion game. Another option is a standalone game the next day, Friday night, September 6th. Each scenario would be a first for the NFL, which has only played one game on Thursday of week one called the NFL kickoff game. That's a tradition that began over 20 years ago. I hate this. Mm. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. An international game, fine. We've gotten used to it. Brazil, whatever. Week one? You can't touch week one. The only reason week one feels acceptable from a team standpoint, sucks from a fan standpoint, from a team standpoint, is because it's not going to be disruptive. Brazil's a long way. I mean, that's a long flight. Which, just a caveat, I I was aware of this a couple weeks ago, it's why it has to be week one if they're playing Brazil. Because from what I've gathered reading up on the info, because I saw this building, was they have kind of like TV setups already ready to plug in in London, Germany, and stuff like this. Because Brazil is so far away and because it's a one-off, it would take forever to get like whatever network's doing there to get the everything they need there truck-wise and get everything back in time for whatever they need for week two. Like they just don't have the capabilities there. Are you kidding me? Then I, you know what? I, have a, I, have I an swear. Easy, yeah. I have an easy answer to Don't that. do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't play the game. If it's too difficult to get trucks down there, if it's too difficult to well, equip I mean, it for TV, week one is a big problem. Week one is like the holy day for football fans. It's your first game of the season. How do you drive a truck there? Can can well, you? Again, maybe they have to ship it on a boat. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's, no, no, hold on. This is my wheelhouse. I was obsessed with can you drive the entire continent. This okay. has been something I've thought about. 
So you can get far, but when you get to Central America, it gets very jungly. There's jungles, and there are no roads. Mm. So you'd have to go off-roading to kind of get through that. I think it's Guatemala, and then continue to go down to South America. It can be done, but you're putting your life on the line. So they're probably shipping it. It's probably the same way they did it for the Olympics. Like, there's, they, they'd probably send all the stuff on boats. I'm sorry. Would you ever think of driving to South America? Like, does that uh, sound like somewhat appealing to you? No, but I'm just saying that most of the trucks, like the, the, the studio trucks, yeah. the production trucks that are at every NFL game, yeah. they're driven. Yeah. Right? Well, so, not to London. I know. So... <laughs> But you just said they have this. They're set up That's already. What you, yeah, right, right, right. Right. They're set up already in London, so they probably have an independent. Like they don't have to bring that stuff with them. Right. But if you're going to Brazil and they don't have the the facility and or the equipment in the truck, then don't play the game. <laughs> I agree. So like, they, why? I, you're why gonna have to ship it. You have to ship it on a crate. Or cancel now, what happens it? if there's a storm in the Atlantic? <laughs> And all of a sudden, you lose all your equipment. And now you, you have the players out there, but you can't broadcast the game. Are you going to put it over Zoom? Right? Like, how is this going to work? Uh, look, I get the technical reasons, but you can't open the season in Brazil. Mm. Like, I, I get it. The NFL wants to be international. They divvied up the world. They had, like, a draft a few years ago. Okay, yeah. the Jets get England. Who has the rights to Brazil? I don't it's know. The, it's the Dolphins, which is the why. The Dolphins! And, by the way, all the international games technically have to be hosted by NFC teams, with the exception of the Jaguars <laughs> next year. So it has to be the Dolphins at one of the two or three NFC teams they get the play. So the Dolphins own Brazil? Is that what you're telling yes. me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So it's going to be the Dolphins and whoever is on their, one of their NFC teams. Which I think is Preferably like the, that's on the East Coast. Because well, it's, it's a hike from the West Coast. That's the problem, dude. Their ats are the Seahawks and Rams next year, and oh, then, like, whatever rotating one from the other divisions. <laughs> oh, jeez. Why is the NFL doing this? Yeah. Like, I, one thing I wouldn't want to talk about. Really, you really want to know? Oh, for money. I get yeah, it. They, they make billions of dollars as it is. Okay. They are at, what, $18 billion? Uh, I remember hearing this a couple years ago. Roger Goodell and the NFL want the NFL to be a $25 billion company. By 2025. And so this is a part of their goal? And so it's 2023. Next year, 2024. They're not quite the $25 million, yeah. billion, dollars, but this could help. And Brazil could put it over the top. Think of all the fans in Brazil. Yeah, I'm thinking about them. Do they now even they care, care about, about football? They care more about football. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, football, are people in but... Brazil pining to see the Dolphins and the Rams? No, but it's a novelty. I guess. I mean, if when, um, who was it? Who came to the, the Harrison Soccer Arena? Real Madrid. Real Madrid played um, the Red Bulls. Yeah. At Harris and Harrison. Mm-hmm. This place was packed. Because we're America. We're a melting pot. We had people interested in everything. But, we're not Brazil. We're different. But I even went. Because, right? And yeah, I like well, soccer. You're, you're into soccer. But I, I like soccer. But it was packed. It was like the ticket to have. I don't think. So even if you're not into soccer, it was a novelty. Yeah, and so but you're going to go. It's I, the same reason that Steve Ross sells out, you know, the, the mission. What is it called? The. Um, What's Michigan Stadium called? I'm forgetting now. The Big House? The Big House. They sell out the Big House for these international friendlies from European football teams. I think it's very different. We have a ton of people living in this country who are interested in all sorts of things. And what's great about our country is we have people from all over. But it's a novelty in Brazil. They've never seen American football. All I ask is don't touch week one. Mm. Week one is a day. Sean just told you. Okay, well then don't do it is my point. I don't want it touched on week one. You want to do week eight, week 11, week 12? Who gives a rat's ass? Mm. Week one, especially Thursday night, you're going to open the NFL season with a double. Mm. I'd rather the game be on Friday night, to be honest. You like the Friday idea? Because Thursday, I don't want to be sitting there with, okay, my overlapping games. And also, I think it's disrespectful to the Super Bowl champ. 
By the way, point. what if the Super Bowl champs the Dolphins? Then what do they do? <laughs> That's not happening. No, yeah, nothing to worry okay. about, Sean. You're good. But I'd rather go Friday night. And by the way, this is the only week they could do Friday night until Black Friday because of the college high school restrictions don't go in place to week two. I also uh, read the NFL is thinking about having more info, multiple Monday night games next year. And they haven't decided if they're going to be at the same time. they got to stagger them. Or if they're going to stagger them or if they're going to do double headers. I love the NFL. And the NFL is an event to all of us. But I'm convinced the people that run it, yes, they want to make $25 billion. I also think they are testing the limits of right. football They're fans. getting dangerously close to my Cinco de Tico. Yeah, the things that would ruin football? Yes. The, the things, things that would make, make you me, to stop watching football? stop watching that football. That one shouldn't count, though. Why? Because I've thought it's about not. this. It's not, because it's not every day. Because the way it was explained, they're going to take away another 1 o'clock. We have six or seven of them all going on at the same time when we're watching them all anyway. If you're removing one of those and it yeah, goes to five games and then I have a doubleheader on Monday night, that's not a problem. Well, I think the, the, the prime time nature of it makes it special, makes it like an event, even for the players, mm-hmm. right? You just, you know that everybody's watching and there's something kind of cool about that in a way. It's also taxing and challenging. Like, thir- I never played on Thursday night except for the first game of the season. Which was Giants Niners? You guys right. played the first ever Thursday. Right. I don't know why we did. Why we they chose us, but whatever. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Like, that was... That was easy because it was the first game of the season. But I've heard from guys that have played it. It's tough, man. Like, you play on Sunday. You you have a day off Monday. You're basically installing on Tuesday. You travel the next day. Mm. Right? It's just, it gets really hard. They don't care about to, you. And you they don't that. care. They do not but care. It's kind of cool, though. Yeah. Because... It's a standalone game. In yeah, the NFL, but it's not a rare. standalone game when there's another game going on at the same time. Mm. It's not a standalone game. It's like it used to be a big deal growing up. Ooh, you're the NBA on TNT game. Yeah, like, that was really exciting. You're yeah, a nationally right. televised game, and then they added NBA TV and ESPN. And now, if you're the nationally televised NBA TV game, does it even count as a standalone? Exciting? It's not no, really. No, there's one every night. And I think you're watering down Monday Night Football. What they- and I just don't think it's great as a fan. Like one o'clock having five or six games. That's what we grew up with. That's a tradition. You've got your YouTube TV, which you spend a fortune on. By the way, you're getting less of that now mm-hmm. by putting more games on Monday night. 
I think that's okay to put two games on a Monday night. They've done it this season. I freaking hate it. Mm. I can't be alone in that. Yeah, I mean, we did it three times. If they up it to six or seven times, I'm okay with that. They just can't be at the same time. Well, but even if they're, if they're at the same time, what they can't do is the garbage they pulled last week. Oh, split the, the screen? Split yeah. screens. Yeah. I'm watching the team I want to watch, the game I want to watch. If I want to see them in the red zone, I will go to that. I don't need you taking away from my team. That I agree with. Toll-free number 877-337-6666. We welcome an SNY. show is delivered to you by Grubhub. And thank you, SNY. They gave us a beautiful holiday mm. gift today. A big delivery from Cat's Deli. And it was stupendous. I was eating, what, what did I eat again? Was it roast beef? Dude, no, it was, uh, pastrami. Pastrami. Oh, so horrible food I culture. I dug yeah. that pastrami on my mustard. I shoved it down <laughs> my throat. Thank you, SNY. Thank you, Appreciate SNY. It. Thank, thank you. Happy SNY. holidays. Thank you. Everyone said thank you, but Lugie, you yes. want to say yes. thank you now? Thank you, SNY. Yes. There you go. Very nice. Let's go to Rich in Babylon. Hey, Rich. Hey, how you doing? What's Good. up? So I got three three scenarios for you on Emily getting banned. The one Emily Ratajkowski was banned from Madison Square Garden. If you're just tuning in, because she left. Kowski. Whatever. She left and it came early. Emily R. Go ahead, Rich. All right. So she gets that. I agree. She's got to get banned. You, you, what? You're down by 21 and a half. You come back. You're down by nine with four minutes left. You got to stay for that. Amen. Second one is: Does she get banned if the Knicks are up by like 12 or 14? With four minutes left, but they go on and win. She just leaves early. They think they're going to win, yeah. and nothing happens. Uh-huh. And then the last one is if the Knicks are up, like almost like the Reggie Miller game, the Knicks are up by 10 or 11 with four, with four minutes left, they come back and win. Does she get blamed for that, and she's banned too? That's so interesting. Which one she gets banned for and which one she doesn't get banned for? That's interesting. For. That's interesting. You want to take that one, Tiki? Well, Where does she get banned? If they blow a so lead? I think, I think what he's asking is – is it the reason that they won because she left? No, I think like, she's asking it was the reason hold, Dolan hold, pissed hold, off because hold, they no, won. Hold on, hold on. Hear my reasoning. Go ahead. So Emily, sitting courtside. Radajikowski. Radajikowski. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. And her friend, Tom Brady's alleged. Arena Shake. Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Stalker. The Knicks are playing not great. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're distracted. Maybe they're just kind of like oogling. Hey, look! There's Emily up there. Wow, look at wow, they're not playing good basketball. Oh, she's contributing to the win, to the loss, to the loss. Right? Oh, you're saying Jalen yeah, Bronson's yeah, distracted? Huck, huck, huck. They leave, yeah, and all of a sudden, hey, where did? Oh, all right, let's play some basketball. <laughs> <laughs> and they come back and win. Maybe you never know. Maybe, maybe. Ah. you got to flip the script on this Wouldn't thing. You don't, she... you don't know what it. Why he's actually banning him? Yeah, I would think that she would be more, and uh, Reno would be more distracting to opponents who are not used to this at Madison Square Garden because I mean, they she play... sit there every night. She sit there like every week. No, no, but I mean, they play like these visiting teams play in their own dumpy arenas, right? Where they're not surrounded by famous, gorgeous mm. people. Like when the Pacers come down here and they have women from Indiana who are probably mostly not attractive. And right. then they come here and they see Emily Ratajkowski, they're going to get distracted. <laughs> it's very different. Why yeah. are you hating on Indianapolis or Indiana females? I'm just taking a wild guess here. I used to watch the Pacers and Knicks back in the 90s. <laughs> Not exactly a lot of good-looking women in the crowd. I think this is very simple. I think here's what happened. James Dolan was at that game, and he noticed someone leave early. Yeah. He saw someone get up and leave early, and who wouldn't be distracted? He saw who it was and made a mental note and said, oh, oh they must have gone to the bathroom. Then the Knicks make this incredible comeback against Miami. He looks over to those seats, doesn't like that they're empty because it's Madison Square Garden. God forbid there's an empty seat. I mean, you don't want to be like Barclays Center where there's empty seats everywhere. Am I right, James? (laughs) And I think it bothered him. And I think he saw that and said, enough of this. 
I'm banning them from the arena. You know what the lovely Emily Ratajkowski did? She opened up Pandora's box because when is it okay to leave early? This mm. is right in your wheelhouse, Evan. The caller brought it up. The rules to leaving early. Well, I think if they don't come back and win, right, it's probably less noticeable. Okay. The fact that they came back is where Dolan noticed it. And by the way, this is absolutely true what I'm about to say. Go ahead. A thousand percent this is happening right now as we speak. A million percent. There is somebody from the Brooklyn Net organization mm-hmm. reaching out <laughs> to Emily, Emily Ratajkowski oh, and Irina Shake saying, hey, guess what? Anytime you want to sit In fact, tomorrow night at Barclays Center, ha! I'm making you a bet. Nets, Knicks, and Barclays Center, those two are sitting courtside. No, no Sold kid. out. The Pistons are coming to town. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, it's the, it's the Nets, Knicks. It's the perfect troll job. Oh, so I have her it, sit next to Oakley. Oh, stop. Well, they do that with Oakley. Like, Oakley does show up. The Nets, the, the reason I, they, oh, yeah. the Nets troll all the time. Yeah. And so I can absolutely see that happening. Mm. Let's go to Mike in Hicksville. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. How's it going today? What's up, Mike? Uh, first off, CT, I just want to say thank you for bringing it up because the amount of Kool-Aid that's been drunk <laughs> by everybody on this station for the past three months, since last year, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, the great Aaron Rodgers, lost at home to the Detroit Lions to knock himself out of the playoffs. The only thing this man has done is kept himself relevant. After he gets injured, the only thing he does, I'll be back. Why? He kept himself relevant. He's not playing this year. Everything he says has not come true. And now this is the man that everybody's like, okay, Joe Douglas, okay, Richard, uh, Robert Sala, they're fine now because he wants them back. Yeah. All he's done is kept Aaron Rodgers' name in the media. And guess what? He's going to get another year out of it. But, Mike, if the Jets had won two extra games or one extra game and they were in it, right? They were literally in a playoff race. Do you think Aaron Rodgers would have come back this weekend? I don't think he can. Okay. I disagree with you. I'm taking him at his word that he's pushed himself to the point where if they were in it, he would have come back. And so when you say he's kept his name out there and he's manipulated all of us, it makes me think... That you believe well, Aaron Rodgers never actually had a chance to come back, and I respectfully disagree with you. I think, I think he was trying to come back until they fell out of it. It's, it's weird because I think he's like he's being honest about what he's saying, but he's cute with his words, right? If I'm a hundred percent cleared, a hundred percent cleared to practice and doing eleven on eleven drills, all those things, then of course he would play. He he gave the reference from a few years ago. When he did have injuries, but he was 100% cleared, so he played. The game right. didn't mean anything, right. but he played in it, but he was 100% cleared. So, like, in your mind, you're confused about, well, would you have played if you were 80% cleared? I, I and, think, and, he, and we don't know because we never will know. And so, he's not wrong, that call, but he's also, we also don't know. Well, here's what Aaron Rodgers had to say specifically about trying to come back. And if he could, and if he's healthy. Here's if I was 100% uh, today, um, I'd be definitely pushing to play. Um, but the fact is, I'm not. I've been working hard to uh, to get closer to that. But I'm still, you know, 14 weeks uh, tomorrow from my surgery. And, uh, you know, being medically cleared uh, as 100% uh, healed. is Yeah, so he isn't 100%. Is he's it about 100% 80%. Is it not 100% healed? He says he's at 
and that if they were in it, he would try to play at 80%. That's he what would, he had he, said. He would be screaming to play. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and, and look, I get it. You don't have to believe But are him. they going to let him play if he's not 100% healed? That's what. That's, that's, that's the ambiguity But here. we're never getting the answer because they're of out of course. it. Of course. So I understand our last caller and those that are skeptical. I'm choosing to believe the man when he speaks, which well, is if they were in a playoff race, he would have pushed to come back well, at 80%. Well, Sean brought this up a couple weeks ago, right? Part of this Aaron Rodgers coming back, or at least the idea of him coming back, was partly to motivate the team, right? It was to get them still, still stay engaged despite the, I don't know, the, the, the melees that they were going through, this, this, this trudging sense of getting through this season. It's got to stay up. And for a lot of the times, they, they did, especially defensively. Offensively, it was kind of ugly. It was hideous to watch at times, but they were, they were in it until yeah. last week. Yeah. And so part of that is Aaron Rodgers. Right, encouraging them. He's around. He's got the headset on on the sideline. He he gives the State of the Union every Tuesday but on McAfee. But do you think he did that as a ruse, or do you think he no, thought, no. I could come I back? I think he did that as to be a leader in the only way that he could by not being at the facility and in the locker room. Right. Because right? when he's there, we all know how how they react to him. We saw it in it, Howard Knox in this offseason. But he's not around. Well, or he wasn't around. So the only way for him to influence them was to put out these public statements. Well, we are never going to know, and it sucks. Because yeah. there's no right or wrong to this. I can't say I'm right. Our last caller can't say he's right. Is we would never know now would Aaron Rodgers have played if they were in it. Because the Jets were so pathetic this season and so just awful mm. that they never even let that be a question. Because if this was the Giants scenario, granted they have the same record, but they're in a different conference, and there is at least a viable path to the postseason. 31%. Went out, you got a 31% chance. Would Aaron Rodgers have played yes. if the Jets had the giant playoff chances? Yes. I agree I, I with think you. would have. Which means it wasn't a ruse. He wasn't saying it for attention. His intent was to come back. Brian in Saville, New York. What's up, Brian? Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up, dude? Good. Hey, I was just talking to my buddies this weekend. We had the same conversation you did about we knew a whole bunch of people that were born <laughs> yes. around this time of year. Yeah. And we, we the only logical thing we came up with was that St. Patrick's Day was nine months ago. Ah, that makes sense. Right? There we sense. go. So that's what we thought. Right. That makes a lot of sense. It's Whis- like a baby boom every year. Whiskey babies, you call them. I was going to say Valentine's Day. Mm. It's a month earlier. I mean, Valentine's yeah. Day seems and to that, make a lot of sense. And that's that a cliche. No. Isn't that a cliche? But Isn't that more for non-marrieds, right? <laughs> non-married. Non-married. <laughs> that's right. Single people. I'm being for real. It's actually 10 months. It's not nine months. It actually is February if you have December babies. Like, it's nine months by the time. I, I went through this whole process because I have a December baby. Hmm. And believe me, I was watching March Madness. Ain't nothing was going on. Do you know the date that you conceived her? You know the actual day? I don't. Because so, it's probably infrequent enough where you're like, yes, uh, it was that day. Circle it on the calendar? I, I rem- no, I remember pinpointing it was a February date. Oh, it was a February, and your daughter was born on what day? December 22nd. Yeah. I think he's kind of right, because I remember getting so confused by this, too. Like, mm. date of conception versus when the baby is born. And it's more than nine months. Yeah, like that whole nine month thing is kind of a misnomer. I, I got taught yeah. that by the uh, Obgin. What are they called? The doctor? OBGYN. <laughs> Did you o- say Hopkin? Hopkin. It says outside. O B G Y N. All right. O B G Y N. You say the letters. He's messing with you. No, I'm not. But the, yeah, when you go there, they explain it's it's. They say it's nine months, but it's really like nine months starting from whatever. Yeah. No, he's right. We, we have a nine. We have a December baby too. Brooklyn is the 27th. And do you remember the night that you and uh, what? 
You pinpoint the nights you have sex with your no. wife? Sometimes if you don't do it frequent enough, you remember, And yes. he missed How the point. How frequent are we talking here? It's not St. Paddy's Day and Whiskey Babies. It's football season's over, honey. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, that could be Damn a Damn giant sucked again. Let's go. <laughs> that could be a two. Because my, my youngest, his birthday is September 11th, and our date of, you know, what's up, was early December. Oh. So do the math. It was 10 months. Mm. No, you're right about that. It's 10 months. You got to change your math. It was a great call How do you and know? a great attempt. How do you know the exact date? Thank you, Tiki. Like, seriously. I just, I just know, dude. Even <laughs> when you're married, you're still three, five times a week. That's that, bare in that, minimum. In right. that case, in that, you got to eat. In that case, it was not about infrequence. I see. It was more about... You just knew? I just knew. You just felt it? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. When you hit a home run, you just know on the contest. That's yeah, the yep. one. I got that one. That's I got the one. I just knew. And guess what? I was right. It's like Steph Curry putting up a three. What did you do? It's not wrong. What did you do? You just lay and you're, you're cuddling afterwards? Honey, you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> he, like did, no, he did the Soto shuffle. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Speaking of Juan Soto, I have something to say about him that's very, very important. Very, very important. And it's a question for all you Yankee fans out there concerning Juan Soto and your obsession this week about Yoshinabu Yamamoto. It's related directly. And I'm very curious how Yankee fans are going to take it. But speaking of Yamamoto, Anibal is calling from Bridgeport. What's up, Anibal? Hey, how you guys doing? Great We're show. good, man. Thank you. What's up? Okay. Um, I want to talk about Yamamoto. Uh, I want you guys. Uh, am I talking to Evan? Yeah, Evan and Tiki. What's up? Evan and Tiki. Uh, please say hello to my father, 92 years old, rooting for the New York Mets. Look at that. Happy birthday. I mean, happy birthday. Hello, father of Annabelle, 92 years old. 92 years old. But uh, this is the thing. Yeah. He still follows the Mets. I I believe, uh, especially Evan. Yeah. Yamamoto yeah. is coming to the Mets. Nah. And let me tell you why. He's let not. me tell you why. Go ahead. That's fine. Let- let me tell you why tell he's coming why. to the Mets. Tell me why. Because because he, if he want to go to a winner, he would have made the decision already. <laughs> if he, he want to go to a winner, he wouldn't even be thinking about this. You what know you what? Taking no, a tu- you're taking no, a, sh- no. a subtle shot at the Mets here? Yeah, but it's a good one. I like it. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, a Mets, I'm a Mets fan. What he's doing, what he's doing, he's meeting with all these teams, overhearing everything. There's no way King Cohen is going to let this guy go away. Here's the problem. Annabelle, I respect your enthusiasm. Hello to your 92-year-old father. What up? And I like your theory, but I'm afraid I've got some bad news, and I don't like supplying bad news. Yoshinabu Yamamoto, I have figured him out, okay? I've studied him now. Like the Bible for the last few days. He's and me- I've tried to learn about him. He's he's media grabbing. He is a media whore. Mm. That's what he is. And by the way, nothing wrong with that. I don't say that in some kind of malicious way. Like some free agents love the attention. Some, they don't want the attention. This Yoshinabu Yamamoto is Kim Kardashian without a sex tape. That's who he is. And so here's what I think is going on right now. I think he already knows where he's going. And I have said from the beginning, or not from the beginning, but certainly over the last few weeks, Teague, it's the Yankees or the Dodgers. Yeah. He wants to go to a famed franchise. And unfortunately, as famed as the Mets are to us, they're not internationally. He's like the Mets. Who the hell are the Mets? Yeah. So I think he's going to the Yankees or the Dodgers. But he's got to know that the Mets have the potential because of the money that can be spent. Yeah. 
If right? he and wants it's the still, most and money, it's still sure. the New York market. Yeah. I understand that the pinstripes hold a greater brand appeal, mm -hmm. but the Mets are no slouch, right? It's not like people don't know who the Mets are. I don't know. Internationally, I have no idea. I don't know what the Mets are I don't know what people but does it, say about the Mets internationally. I have no idea. I, I have no reason to believe there's some cultural institution. Mm -hmm. And I'm just giving you a prediction. I think he is manipulating all of us. He's got everybody checking Twitter, checking and, MLB and Network. And you want that guy? I, do I want that guy? You want that guy? Yes. At 5'10"? Well, hold on a second. Are you attacking his height, just, his I'm media hornness, or what are you attacking? I'm just attacking a slow delivery. Just attacking. You're going after his mechanics now? This is his look, hitch mechanics, new rules <laughs> in Major League Baseball. He might have a, a disastrous rookie season. What are you doing, dude? I'm just keeping it real. Also, they're going to need 11 starters to get through the rotation. <laughs> That's right. I do want you. Right. I do want your Shinabu Yamamoto it because makes me want to be a base dealer. Okay, fine, man. He may give up a lot of stolen bases. He's 25 years old with ace potential, so I do want him. Mm -hmm. I just don't think the Mets are going to get him. But here's the problem, and we'll address this when we come back. Plus, talk plenty to you at 877-337-6666. Here's the problem for Sean, for you as a Yankee fan, and for everybody out there. I know you want him. You should want him. You got a chance to have a loaded rotation. But understand this. You wanting him is a choice. And if you make the choice of Yoshinabu Yamamoto, do you know what that means? Do you know who you say bye-bye to? You know who you say, hey, nice knowing you too? Stanton. You say goodbye to Juan Soto. Well, stop. So Yankee fans, they're going to the fourth tier. Who do you want? They're going to the fourth tier. Yamamoto going or to the fourth Soto? Tier. Fourth tier. And I'll explain why it's a choice on either or, not both. If you're watching us on SNY, and I love SNY, they're the best, but they just had the funniest graphic up that depressed me and made me laugh at the same time. They had a graphic up of the Jet upcoming schedule. Very informative. And after the New England game, it said playoffs, TBA. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? It ain't TBD anymore. We're dead. <laughs> there is no playoffs. Our offseason is a lot of golf and a lot of praying around the altar of Aaron Rodgers. Change the... Uh... Uh, the graphic to N-A. <laughs> not not available. Available or, or applicable. applicable. <laughs> yes. So we are going to find out about Yamamoto, I'd say hopefully soon, maybe in the next couple of days, maybe the next couple of weeks. Who the hell knows? All I know is we're finding out before January 5th because that's the deadline for the posting period. So we will know before that period of time. The Yankee fan is in an interesting spot. Because if we're all being honest with ourselves, if we're going to have an honest discussion and not talk in the clouds but be real, if the Yankees win out on Yamamoto and they pay him, you know, whatever it is, $280 million, $300 million, whatever it turns out to be, $30 million a season, long-term deal. Mm -hmm. If we're all being honest with ourselves, and that's the question, are you going to be honest, T? Is yes, Sean going to be honest? I don't know. If we're all being honest with ourselves, that eliminates you from re-signing Juan Soto. Why? Because right now, before you even re-sign Soto, you have... $72 million committed over the next few years to Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. Okay. If you sign Yamamoto, you will have $95 million committed to three starting pitchers in Garrett Cole, Carlos Radon, and Yamamoto. Mm. That has your payroll of just, just five guys at $170 million. Then you factor Soto in, who I think is getting close to $40 million a year. That is going to put your payroll of just six players, by the way, <laughs> at over $200 million. Okay. And I find it very, very, very hard to believe that the Yankees 
are going to do that. It's not to say they're cheap. It's not to say they're a small market. I think that based on the Hal's words over the last few years, he doesn't want to invest $200 million in six guys. Well, maybe he didn't want to invest the two years ago. How do we know he doesn't want to now? I mean, because Steve it's Cohen a, almost spent half a, half a billion dollars a year ago. Because here's the difference. And if Volpe and Dominguez and all these other young players come up, mm-hmm. he got them on the cheap for a he, little while. Here's the difference. Those commitments that Steve Cohen laid out last year were short-term commitments. All of those contracts were Don, Cole, Yamamoto, Judge, Soto, they're all long-term. When I say $200 million, I'm not talking about for a year. I'm not talking about for two years. I'm talking about for multiple seasons. So I understand. When I try to have this big boy discussion with you guys, you're always going to you know, throw your rattler around and say, no. I'm not (laughs) calling you the baby. It's more Sean. No. We're going to have everybody. Listen, let's have an intelligent discussion. You're choosing between Yamamoto and Soto. Who are you choosing? That's all. Soto, and by the way, Uh, before you claim rattles and throwing mints, I tweeted this about five hours ago. You seem to track my tweets very well this weekend. I didn't see any of your tweets. Oh, I tweeted this exact oh, the, thought pre-show. About the Yankees? Yeah. Oh, go, go ahead. I didn't see that one. Okay. I said, I think Yankee fans are fooling themselves a little bit. If you sign Yamamoto for 300 mil, that's how you lose Juan Soto. Oh, so you agree uh, with me? Yeah. Now, hold on. Wait a second. I'm so confused. I, I, I thought you wanted both. Uh, of course what do you I want? do. Of course I do want both. both and realistic both are different yes. things. Yes. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I've been pretty straightforward on this. I've always thought the Yankee pursuit of Yamamoto felt like more of a fake pursuit proved to the fans and ultimately they'll sign Soto. Now it still kind of feels like a real pursuit because they might very well be in on it. They may get him. Right. I don't agree with your words eliminate because we may be surprised where Hal really has had enough and goes, no, screw you. Cohen's put pressure on me. I'm getting both. So I can't use the word eliminate, but would I be the first to now say I really am questioning whether they would re-sign Juan Soto enough if they signed Yamamoto? Of course I would be for all the reasons you laid out. And if I had the preference right now, I am kind of closetly hoping Yamamoto signs with the Mets. Look at that. Why? So you don't have to make the decision? No, it's not that I don't have to make the decision, but it's twofold. Number one, if he signs with the Mets, I really believe the Yankees will do everything they can to sign Soto because... That would be the next contract up. It it eliminates one of the big money spenders for Juan Soto. And on the flip side, if I'm choosing whether I want him to be a Met or a Dodger, if he's not going to be a Yankee, I selfishly hope he goes to the Mets to take a couple of their pennies away (laughs) to make a big pursuit for Juan Soto. So I'm being as transparent as possible. It sounds great having Yamamoto and Soto. I don't trust Hal that he would do both. So if I'm picking one, please send Yamamoto to Queen. I respect this, man. I can't believe it. We fought so hard earlier today. I'm on the same page as you. I think, and it's not to be a hater by any stretch, I give Hal Steinbrenner a lot of credit. I do. Having a high payroll is still a high payroll. Right. But we always want more, give me more, give me more. It is unrealistic, maybe even for Steve Cohen himself, to have a commitment to just six guys that's over $200 million. Like that, that for a long time. Like that is a huge commitment. So if they ever did that and they won out on Yamamoto and they re-signed Juan Soto, I'd congratulate you guys as Yankee fans, but I'd be really, really surprised because I don't think any owner necessarily how would be willing to do that. And that's why this is kind of a weird few days. In the short term, go get Yamamoto. You have a better chance at winning a World Series in 2024. But in the longer term... I think it makes the idea of re-signing Juan Soto much less realistic. Yeah, and I think the I think I mean I'm 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 changing my mind on Yamamoto. Yeah, I've you just, don't want him. You don't think well, he's any good. I've just kind of listened to the the pining. 
for him for so long. <laughs> and, and you just, I don't think I ever saw him pitch. I don't think I ever. Well, none of us have other than YouTube videos. Right. So it's, so, and then I, so then I just, okay, I haven't seen him pitch. I mean, just, let's see all about, oh, he's got this, this crazy, whatever, sinker. He's got this curveball that does this little loopy thing. It's, it's, he pitches pretty, I mean, it's strong. Okay. So what's your problem? He's little as an athlete. Why are you being biased against I'm little not people? Being little, I'm not being biased as against little people because I am a, I am little, right? Eh. I, I, right? I, I, I overcame it. But we don't know if he's going to be successful. And to commit this massive amount of money, I mean, I just keep hearing this speculation over $300 million. It could be $400 million. I wouldn't be surprised if it's, four, it's $420 million. I'm like, what are you talking about? Nobody's seen him pitch. Nobody has has any idea of what how if this is going to pan well, out. Yes, I know that Kodai Senga panned out, mm-hmm. right? It took some time, but he finally found I mean, his groove. It was room. his rookie season. He had a of great course, rookie season, of course. But if he comes here on a four hundred million dollar contract and he has yeah. a tough rookie season, He'll, you think Met fans or Yankee fans or whoever fans, or maybe anywhere else other than New York, maybe they won't care. But in New York, we're gonna care. <laughs> He's going to be a lightning rod. What? We have some Yamamoto news. Oh, God. Are you serious? Yes. We All right, what do we got? He's not uh, signing until January. <laughs> Are you looking at the Drums. Mets chat again? No, I'm not. Goodbye. I, I, I told no, you. No, I, I literally just A guessed. team, I told you once, I told you twice. You're not allowed to look at the Mets chat during the show. I didn't anything. I seriously just guessed. <laughs> Stop yelling at Tiki. He yes. literally guessed. Is that the news? Stop guessing then, okay? <laughs> Bob Clappish has tweeted, Growing sense, this is within the last few minutes. Among teams bidding on Yamamoto is that a decision now won't be made until after Christmas. Oh, God. This could stretch into the January 1st through 4th right. window. Oh, first of all, what? can everybody admit I'm right about this guy? He is such an attention whore. Oh, my goodness. He's an attention whore. I'm telling you right now. He is manipulating all of us. Now, with that said, do I still want him? Mm. Absolutely. Not for $400 million you do? Yes, I do. And I'm going to answer your your your. Pessimism or your skepticism? Skepticism. That's okay. what it is. I want to answer your skepticism. I understand that when taking a guy from another country and another league, you never know what he's going to be. Yes. I also understand the skepticism of his height, whether it's Tim Lincecum or Pedro right. Martinez. I saw a picture of him on Instagram because you made me go troll his Instagram. Not troll, but like um, <laughs> stalk him on stalk. Instagram. Uh, because you said he was a, a media whore, and I was yeah. like, "Is he really?" And yeah. then I went and looked, and I'm like, "Geez, he's kind of everywhere." <laughs> yeah, I was right. And he's got a, he's got his picture with with uh, Adam Jones, and Adam's he's not huge, but he towers over him. So is your concern <laughs> like Lincecum? He may be great, but it may not last. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. And so when people say he's going to get a five to ten year contract and. $38 million a year. I'm like, okay. Mm, you I'll, might want to pump the brakes on I want to answer that directly. First of all, the Mets and the Yankees are different. So let me handle the Yankees first. Okay. If you guys agree with me that this is going to come down to a choice between Yamamoto and Juan Soto, then everything you laid out should concern you. You should probably pick Juan Soto. Or if your attitude is, screw it, I want one year of winning a championship, then go for it. Because you do give yourself a better chance to win in the short term by him being here and you lose Soto at the end of the season. As a Met fan, this is a risk worth taking. I get all the risks. Why why as a Met fan? Because if he gives me a five-year brilliant run Mm -hmm. and then can't stay healthy for the latter part of his contract, that's a win. That's a win. If you're telling me he's Tim Lincecum, and look it up, because I forget, how many dominant seasons did Tim Lincecum actually have before he fell off the map? I'm going to look it at myself. I'm going to guess it's about four years. All right? I'm looking at it right now. I got... Average year, great year, great year, very good year, great year. So I was pretty much right. Four yeah. really good seasons, and then he was done. Yeah. 
Played for a while. He did, that. but he, he hung out. Right. He couldn't stay out. Okay. If that's what I'm getting from him, even on a nine-year contract, you may think I'm nuts. It's worth it. It is. Mm. When you hand out monster contracts like that, if you half of it works, it's like a win. And because the Mets don't have an ace, the Yankees already do, I'm willing to take that risk. I'm willing to put those chips in the middle of the table for a 25-year-old banking that you're wrong and everyone else is right. Mm. And if they're wrong and it's Kayagawa 2.0, it's a major loss. But sometimes the biggest risks are the ones worth the... Hold on, I read this in a fortune cookie once. (laughs) Sometimes the biggest risks are the ones... Sometimes the biggest risks not taken are the ones that were... You know what I'm saying. Yes, I think I kind of know what you're trying to say. You got to take a risk. Right, right. Right? Right. So I want him. Now, with that said, let me address this attention whore waiting until January. (laughs) (sighs) Yama, what are we doing here? Can we just pick a team? If you're going to pick the Yankees, put us out of our misery. Mm -hmm. If you're going to pick the Mets, just let us be excited. You know, I host this podcast called The Rico. I want to update as much as possible, but I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> Are you really asking me in the middle of Space Mountain oh, yeah, this to is take savage. a break and do a podcast? Oh, yeah. This is the Rico Brodner Podcast. Now, Brooklyn's birthday, the 27th, December 27th. That's when it's going down. Emergency Rico. <laughs> Emer- and I'm going to have to listen to it. <laughs> oh, looking at the tree in New York City. I'm going to have to listen to the Emergency Rico. It's not even no. about my vacation. It's about all of us as baseball fans. No, no, it is because you know what's going to happen? What? About 10.50 New Year's Eve night, the hmm. news breaks an hour before the ball drops because this selfish pig has to make it. <laughs> and at about 11.01, we're all going to get the text. Guys, you think we should come in tomorrow? <laughs> oh, so, God, that's uh, a great point. And that's, I'm going to tell Tiki, I'm going to tell Luga, you know what we do? We don't answer Evan. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and we, and we, freeze him out. Freeze and him we out. come in on January 2nd like mm-hmm. we plan on. Let mm-hmm. him do a six-hour Rico Bronia about it. I'll wait, his... what happened? Wait, why, wait, why were you texting us? <laughs> hey, what happened? <laughs> hey, guys, you want to miss the Rose Bowl to talk about Yamamoto? This is about all of us, though. This is about we. Like, no one's turned on this guy yet. I think we're the first ones to turn on him. Not that I don't want him, but turn on him in that we're calling him out for what he is. Mm-hmm. This guy just wants attention. You say Aaron Rodgers manipulates yeah, us. That's true. Yamamoto's manipulating all of us every day. Yamamoto, 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 Yamamoto. Enough, dude. You flew to New York. You met with the Mets. You met with the Yankees. You put the selfie out. You're going back to California. You saw the Green Monster. You FaceTimed with Bryce Harper. Right. Dude, just here's what you do. All yeah. Call up, have your agent call up the teams and say highest offer by midnight yeah. and we're done. All and that's I, it. All I know is that when we first started having these conversations, the number was two hundred, ten, twenty million dollars. Two hundred million dollars. He's almost put $200 million in his pocket without throwing a pitch. <laughs> Seriously. Maybe maybe he's had you know, conversations that have inflated his value. I don't know how, but he's literally gone from, eh, I think it's going to be about a $200 million deal. Yeah, I think some team's going to offer four hundred. Well, it's I, insane. I want to give you the number that matters like, the how most. How does that happen? It, it happens because of hype, because he's done a great job it's, of getting us all lubed up and excited. So you just nailed it. Mm. Hype. Yeah. Hype is not performance. Yeah, but I think the performance can still be there even if there's a lot of hype. Like, what he did in Japan counts. What he's done there matters. Ball is different. 
The okay, competition and is Kodai different. Singa came over and adjusted a lot well. of A lot of it's indoor. Yeah, but Teague, most, more times than not now, when guys are coming from Japan, they're coming over and performing. Okay, okay the days of Keigawa, it doesn't happen as often. Here's the number, and I'm curious if you think this matters. So when Juan Soto first came over here, I threw out at you guys, hey, look, Juan's going to end up with a bigger contract than Aaron Judge. Is that a problem? Mm-hmm. And I think you guys kind of dismissed it, said not a problem. If Yamamoto gets more than $324 million, you know why I bring up that number? That's the contract of the highest paid pitcher in the history of baseball. That's Garrett Cole. His name is Garrett Cole. That's right. He signed a nine-year, $324 million deal. And you can fact check me on those exact numbers, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. If he signs for more, especially with the Yankees, is that a problem? Mm. Is Garrett Cole, you want to tell me Judge doesn't give a rat's ass? And, and, Fine. And almost Cy Young, then a Cy Young ace and his prime making less than an unproven 25 Exactly. Juan Soto is not unproven. Maybe that's where that comparison does work. Juan Soto. I'm no, no, but I brought it up in terms of Judge. I throw that one out. I'm yeah. saying this is an unproven guy versus the highest paid no. pitcher ever. That's market price, dude. I okay. could have had the best piece of fish I've ever had four years ago and pay more for a <laughs> mediocre fish now. It's just the economy changes. Okay. It's when you're a free agent, how that matters. What no, I don't think so. I mean, I think other sports, I would say yes. I think in baseball, you got to prove it. You, you got to prove it. They make you prove it in baseball. Yeah, but but there's a difference between making you prove it and the age, like you pointed out, 25. You pay for age. I, I don't know, man. I think well, that's, I th- but that's why he's getting this kind I, of look. Um, I made a joke a couple of days ago. I'm afraid my joke may be real now. And I'll be like every other baseball reporter. I should report this joke as reality. Are you yeah. ready for this? Is this the chicken joke? No. Uh, chicken joke? What chicken joke do the, I have? That was the, yesterday's joke. The choking chicken No, thing. about Yamamoto. Oh, not, Why did the yeah. chicken cross so, the road? Nobody knows because he got run over. Reportedly, okay, <laughs> I have a source who knows Yamamoto. I'm making this part up. Okay, go ahead. Just so you all know, I'm pretending I'm a baseball reporter. So I got this source who knows Yamamoto. He is going to walk... Back into Brian Cashman's office. Okay. He's going to put Aaron Aaron Boone on, like, uh, FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And he's going to say, by the way, guys, I'm ready to be a New York Yankee. Here's the contract. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. One last thing. Tell Garrett Cole he's starting the second game of the season. <laughs> imagine that. This guy's such an immediate attention whore. Could you imagine if he does that? And what would you guys do about it? Like, what would Booty do? Would he say... Okay. Oh, let me call Garrett real quick. No, that doesn't work with the Yankees, dude. That one actually, the Yankees would be like, yeah, okay, fine, idiot. Start the first <laughs> game. It. Because you, you you reward Garrett Cole with making sure he's in line to start the yeah, home opener. Stop. Up. It doesn't right. work that it way. It does it's work that way. Opening day. No, 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 no. Opening day is opening day. Opening day at home matters. Evan, the home opening opener. day on the road. Eh. Sorry, buddy. Home, Do you think you Garrett Cole. the best work. Yankees home opener way more important. Do you think Garrett Cole. By the way, there's season openers in Houston. It's, yep. uh, which I think matters to Garrett Cole, by the way. I think it sort of matters. Do you think if you get Garrett Cole in a room and say, hey, look, don't worry. We fooled him. You got the home opener. He'd be good with that? Yeah. I think you're dead wrong. Actually, I feel like he would be okay with it. Oh, stop. He gets gets the Yankee thing. Now, the Yankee thing is the home opener is way more important. Okay, well, guess what? Yamamoto's demanded both. Okay? I will sign. Fine. He he needs me to adjust this game. I'm sorry. My source just texted me again. (laughs) Again, there's no source. I'm making it up. Um, My source just told me Yamamoto's demanded both the season opener and the home opener from the Yankees. And you do that, he's signing the contract. You guys in? Booney, what's up? There's no way they would do that. (laughs) Also, you know what? First of all, that would destroy him in the clubhouse. (laughs) Destroy him. They would would hate him. 
in that clubhouse. Who would it surprise you? I, I don't know. I don't know this guy. <laughs> exactly. I don't know this guy. It'd be a way bigger deal if they had similar years and you turned to Cole and said, Yamamoto's getting game one in the playoffs. Okay. That, would yeah. be, that would be more Stop of a Stop trying to ruin my freaking game. Because it doesn't the work. The point is, if he demanded that, are you willing to sell your soul and say, hey, Yami, you got it. Garrett, go pitch second game of the season? Because guess what? With the Mets, it's a lot easier. <laughs> right. Hey, Kodai, right. sorry, bro. If you wouldn't have walked as many guys those first month of the year, maybe we'd give you opening day. I'm just saying, I want this guy. I hope the Mets sign him. He's an attention horn. He's using all of us. And he's got us all hot and bothered. We'll come right back with your calls. Big Cinco de Favo from Sean, a top five list. And Tommy DeVito and his agent causing a controversy. <laughs> Tiki Barber can't wait to give his opinion on <laughs> what's going on with Tommy DeVito. 877-337-6666. Kill Whether the tease. Don't do that. Kill the tease. <laughs> Excuse me? What are you like? The executive producer now? I yeah, am. Fine. Kill the tease because he showed up and said, screw the producer today for no charge at the pizza place. What? Yeah. Yeah. So we can get to that later. Yeah. Actually, the tease is oh, actually, Tommy DeVito proves to be a bigger Jersey hero than we thought. Uh, More uh, on that in a little bit. <laughs> yes. Breaking That's news. That's awesome. Oh, wow. I can't wait to talk about that. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.